So the Jazz will lose it in New York tonight. 112 run 100, getting outscored by 24 points in the second half. And my, what I was looking for was to see if the Jazz could speed up the New York Knicks. And? They did not. Knicks played their game. Didn't worry about the two-point, I mean, three-point field goals. 22, that's not a lot. But they beat the Jazz in the paint. And maybe that's where they've been winning ball games. Well, they have just won three in a row very impressively. They are... They are... In, Pretty good shape as a team if they can go beat Atlanta, Indiana, and New York. Excuse me, Atlanta, Indiana, and Utah back to back to back. Joined now by Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe as the Jazz fall in New York tonight. By the way, for the season, Boyan Bogdanovich is now 34% from three. It was at 40 last year. That wrist obviously not quite right. And Donovan Mitchell is now 24 of 74 for the season on threes, which, if I've got my math right, is about 33%. 32. It's going to be hard for us guys if those two guys aren't knocking down shots. Yeah, I mean, that's what uh, the whole thing's built around, and I agree with what Ron said. I mean, minus the turnovers, I feel like the turnovers got a little careless and kind of fueled New York's run a little bit to start that run. But I agree that, uh, you know, for the most part, the Jazz got the shots they wanted. Um, you know, they got ISOed to death. It reminded me of I played in a one-on-one -on -one tournament as a kid. And guard, this guy, you know, every time I guarded him, he'd just back me down because he's so much bigger than me. And that's what this game was about. They just drove it into the paint and got where they wanted to get and, and did a great job. I mean, their shot chart, everything's in the paint. And they made it work. And, and you know what? If anyone was, okay, why do they have so many points in the paint when they have Rudy Gobert? Uh, you know, he's their defensive stopper. You would never look at that number and think that was, that they could accomplish something like that. But the way they were getting him, with Rudy ended up on the opposite side of the paint majority of the time. Or, you know, if Rudy ended up challenging the play, then they get up an offensive rebound. So it, it, was a, it was a pretty good game plan if that was a game plan there for Tom or if that's been the game plan throughout this, what, nine games that they played, uh, and now they're five and three. Yeah, I mean, Tom Thibodeau just plays Tom Thibodeau basketball, right? Play your guys lots of minutes. Don't worry about the three. Drive to the basket. And they're a pretty good half-court defensive team. They have been all year, and they, they certainly were tonight because we were not very good offensively. And really, even in the first half, you talked about it, David, but they, the Jazz actually kind of hit a lot of half-court issues with, with transition baskets and easy baskets. Would you say we were two points per possession in the first half? Yeah, we had 17 fast-break points in the first quarter, 21 in the first three quarters, and unofficially we finish tonight with 22. So one fast-break point hmm. in the fourth quarter. And we were just taking the ball out of the net. You know, it's yeah. like Quinn says, it's hard to get anything in transition when you're just taking it out. Alfred Payton, 22 points, 10 of 15 shooting. I, I mean, he, I think he probably took 13 of those 15 shots at the rim. 
Well, that was the hard part, right? They couldn't keep Peyton in front of them, and then fourth quarter they couldn't keep Austin Rivers in front of them. Well, or yeah. Austin Rivers went bananas. Well, up, that's the part. The top of them. Like that's the part of coaching and playing. Like the the Jazz play great defense, and they get it. You know, Rivers and Go Bears on them, and like you say, shoots that crazy one over the top of them. The Jazz push it right back at them, and Bogey's got that wide open three. And it just doesn't seem right. And then they, the ball gets knocked away, and the Rivers makes a floater. And that really was kind of the, the little stretch that yeah. they, they pulled away. Jazz did everything right. Knicks did everything wrong. Knicks got the ball to go through the hoops twice. Jazz didn't. That would change the game. Now, you know, probably try to find your way to not put yourself in such a perilous situation where it can can go on either side at that point. But this is a – you know, I've been saying it all week after watching the Knicks play Atlanta and Indiana and watching both those games – I. I thought, Ron, I said it last night, I thought this would be a real challenge because of the way the Knicks play and what they do. And, you know, it took a little while for that to be the case, but eventually the Knicks have, ha- have had that impact. Well, I didn't know what style they were using. I had not watched them on TV, so I didn't know what style they were, uh, what they were using or, or what, they were, what they were doing. But, you know, Austin Rivers gets hot. You know, that hurt the Jazz there as well. But, David, half of their points came in the paint. That doesn't or should not happen. In with the Jazz. They got 58 points in the paint. Alfred Payton went 8 of 11 in the paint tonight, by the way. Wow. Hmm. How about that? Can I say, I know this is a weird observation, but isn't it weird looking at David during this segment? It was weird looking at him all game. I like, know. David, like he would, it was like he was calling the game for us. Is he standing? He is still standing, Ron. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, I don't think he sat the, the whole game. Did no. you, David? He, no. He started that a couple of years ago, and... and uh, it seems to love it. I mean, he fell in love with the fans because he'd go down graciously, go and ask the fans, or, do you mind if I stand? And they say no. And then when the game starts, I'm sure they're thinking, you're always in my way. Why are you, you know? I but, think the next progression <laughs> is just a defensive stance the whole game. The whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get down in that stance there, David. How'd, uh, how'd Studio 2 treat you, Ron? It's nice over you know, there, it's, huh? it's, kind of, it's private. <laughs> it's quiet. It's, it's nice and quiet. cool. No, it's not quiet. I'm still in his ears. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a that's a good point. Tip of the hat to Jeremy Potter. He did a great job. Yeah. We get to do this for a little differently because of the uh, trucks coming in, monster trucks. Lots of noise. I uh, I How heard many people we putting in the arena for that. Oh, I have no idea actually. I they they mentioned it on Monday, but I can't remember the figure. But uh, Ron, I heard you uh, uh, admiring the reclining chairs over there earlier in the game. I thought, yeah, they, yeah, it, they... it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, guys, are they, are they supposed to be reclining, or uh, are they, they kind of tip back? I think they, it's just they, broken. They, yeah, I was going to wonder. Actually, I got to say, it looks a little nice around here. I've worked in a lot of radio studios, and like we didn't have like chairs that like look like Eames chairs, and like these kind, of, these are awfully nice, and you know, I. I got to say, this is kind of high class around here. I've worked at most places that have Ikea, not like designed by nature or whatever, this space by design. Like when I went to the reclining chairs, and it was because of what Tim said, like because someone had like broken it and they just put it back in the, back in a spot. So this is my first trip here. So, Ever. Um, yes. So where's the main broadcast when you guys are doing the shows or in what studio? The one Tim and I are, are in now. So right the one now. just down from you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and the furniture thing, uh, furniture was really quite second rate. And when I said I was going to come work here, that was part of the stipulation. That you you got to step up your furniture game and then I'll show up. And they did. So it was great. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, Ron and, and David, as you guys look around at the furniture, if you see like several of the chairs in this studio don't have armrests, you know why that is? 
Hans Olsen. Hans Olsen. <laughs> Punching it. Nobody can rip an armrest off a chair like my uh, my guy Hans. <laughs> All the way from Weezer, Idaho. Oh, Weezer, Idaho. A few, a few, uh, I, I don't imagine. know if I've told you guys this story. Or maybe you have. Let's hear it. But I asked Hans, was he the best player to ever come out of Weezer and you know, all this kind of stuff? And um, I can't remember his answer. But I played with a, a guy when I was a sophomore in college at, at Idaho State University. That was the second leading scorer in NC2As. Oh, from Weezer? From Weezer, Idaho. How about his that? name was Dave Wagnon. Huh. I bet he was way better than Hans. I'm sure he was. <laughs> <laughs> Hans played football. How can he be better than Dave? But, oh, but. you should see Hans play basketball, by the way. It's it, it's oh, not yeah. pretty, but he is giant. So there's that, that kind of component. I would say to he's it. urgent, too. He's very, very urgent. urgent. <laughs> yeah, very, very physical brand of basketball. I, I actually call it wiser. <laughs> not Weezer, but no. wiser. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, it was great. It's great to see you guys. Great job, Jeremy. Uh, David, it's been fun watching you do your thing right outside that glass, man. Been cool tonight. So well, we up here next game. We yes. are and the game after. And Sunday. Oh, okay. All right. So uh we'll But the next two games they don't get to see me because I gotta put me in my own little studio. Are you gonna be in that one? Yeah, because we think the monster trucks are gonna be too loud. They are gonna be loud. I never realized that there was two things I never knew about this. One, I knew never knew there was no roof. Uh-huh. And two, I never knew there were no lights. Yeah, lights it, it gets a little dark around here. If you ever visit during postgame, usually we're we're feeling our way out, you know? Yeah, yeah, we, I didn't didn't, hey guys. didn't know that until I tried to look at a note during the fourth quarter and figure out what was below me, and I couldn't You mean see that, that orange light lighting up the uh, the table over there isn't doing it for you? <laughs> no, but if, if I was interested in psychedelics, it'd be really cool. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be set. <laughs> Fluorescent orange. And don't, please, no one steal my lamp, please. <laughs> we'll leave it right there, Ron. No, no worries. Anything, no yeah. worries. All right, fellas. Fine work. We'll see you on Friday. Uh, 112-100 is your final. We're breaking it down next. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz come up short tonight in New York to the Knicks, one twelve to eighty, and uh, came unraveled in the second half. There, Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you, and Jazz at one point in the second quarter. Tim had an eighteen point lead in this one, only to lose by twelve. Uh, just not a not a great second half performance. Just let it go. Yeah, they let it go. You know, New York got uh, a couple of of turnovers and kind of got out and got feeling good. The Jazz did such a good job for the most part of making tough, making them take tough shots, um, and and really it was kind of a tale of two halves. The Jazz couldn't get any stops, couldn't get in, out in transition, and the half court offense really struggled mainly because you know uh, Bogey and and Donovan are guys that you know they really kind of the ball ends up in their hand a lot late in possessions, and they just couldn't knock shots down. No, and and uh, just when Austin Rivers catches fire, I mean oh, he, he couldn't miss. Uh, they couldn't keep Alfred Payton away from the away from the rim, and and Julius Randle looked really really good, like we talked about. Yeah, and it is it really it's sometimes this game isn't isn't fair, right? Because the Jazz played really hard, played well. Uh, that pivotal stretch, I talked about it, but 
Um, jazz pretty much do everything right in that little segment, um, switch out, communicate. Uh, but then there were t- some breakdown possessions like, uh, you know, the one possession where Bogey uh, doesn't really know who he's guarding. Randall's left wide open, the, right, uh, wide open under the basket for a layup. And then a second time where there was confusion um, between Royce and Rudy, and um, both of them kind of were late to getting out to the perimeter and gave up a three there as well. So um, just, you know, some bad luck and coupled with some bad play, um, you know, lets the team back in and they can kind of get going. All right. Uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Uh, tough one for the Jazz. They fall to the Knicks, 112 to 100. Next up, Jazz are in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Uh, that game will be on Friday night. Tip-off will be at 6 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down next on your Jazz Radio Network. Sweet revenge! This has been Utah Jazz Basketball on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz Basketball is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Lexus, and Murray, and Lexus of Linden by Zions Bank. For a noteworthy approach to banking, Zions Bank is for you. And by your Utah Toyota dealers. For all the latest jazz interviews, insight, and breaking news, go to 1280thezone.com and utahjazz.com. Are you levitating again? This is Utah Jazz Basketball on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, ha- uh, post game show, not halftime show. Brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Tough one for the Jazz tonight. Uh, they lose to the Knicks in New York, one twelve to one hundred. And really, this was about uh, poor play in the second half. Tim, the starters did not play well in the third quarter. Uh, ended up uh, blowing that lead, which at one point in the second quarter was eighteen points, and uh, coming up with a, a twelve point loss where really they just couldn't. I don't want to say it couldn't stop the bleeding per se, but uh, it definitely got away from them. You know what it felt like? You, the phrase death by paper cuts. Yeah. It's kind of what it felt like because they, you know, they, they hit some big threes. You know, Bullock hit two big ones um, in that stretch, and then Rivers obviously went crazy. But beyond that, it was just like just little shot, little shot, you know, rabbit punch, rabbit punch. Um, but they controlled it because – they were, you know, I guess really good at getting what they wanted to get, and the Jazz really struggled to put the ball in the basket in the second half. Let's look at your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, tonight, the Utah Jazz shot 44%, four, uh, 40 of 91. They were 14 of 44 from three, 31.8%. Struggled again at the line, Tim, 6 of 11, 54.5%. Uh, they were led in scoring by Jordan Clarkson, 7 of 12, 19 points. He was 3 of 5 from 3. Donovan, 18 points, 8 of 23, shooting 2 of 10 from 3. He had 4 assists and a steal. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 14 points, 12 rebounds. Rudy did have 5 block shots. Joe Ingles had 16 points coming in off the bench, 3 assists and 2 rebounds. But Joe really struggled uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, Joe did. Um... I would say everybody did for the most part. I mean, everybody kind of got cooked here and there. Um, you know, Rudy did a good job of really kind of trying to make Randall take shots he didn't want to take, but Randall's just so big and strong, and he got into Rudy's body. That's what you have to do with a shot blocker. 
He drove it into him, got into his body, and was able to kind of creatively finish. Um, again, late in that game, it was kind of Royce who got picked on. You know, Austin Rivers made some big shots against him. Royce had a hard time staying in front of him. So it's almost like Jazz had it going pretty good, and everything just kind of crumbled all at the same time. Randall had 30 for the Knicks. Uh, Rivers had 23 off the bench. Alfred Payton had 22. But real quick before we get to Quinn Snyder, isn't this the most Tom Thibodeau stat ever? Uh, Alfred Payton, 42 minutes played. <laughs> Robinson, 41 minutes played. Randall, 40 minutes played. Even Austin Rivers, who came in off the bench, played 32 minutes. He just loves playing his dudes, doesn't if he? If you're one of his guys, you got to love it. You're going to play. play, and you're going to play so much that a leg may fall off at some point. He loves playing his dudes, man. You know who did that in our league was Randy Bennett at St. Mary's. Yeah. There were four guys that would average 38 minutes a game. Oh, and a man. couple dudes that he'd just, just sub in there, but it was he, he rode them too. He played his dudes. All right, let's go back to New York. Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. And I, I thought you know, we weren't great. We didn't. We didn't make shots necessarily at the beginning of the game, but we really did defend, and that gave us an opportunity to, you know, start playing better offensively and, and go into halftime with a, you know, with a, with a lead. Um, we didn't have that. Uh, that that the second half, um, we missed some shots, um, but those are the times you need to defend, and we just made it too easy with some. Careless turnovers and some breakdowns defensively, and then obviously Rivers hit some some big shots. But you know we had started to slip on the defensive end prior to that. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When after last night's game, several guys spoke about the lack of consistency of effort. Is it concerning that a night later, you know, you guys start off as strong as you did, and then as you mentioned? those things kind of sort of fall apart beginning in the third quarter? Well, I mean, to a certain degree, you know, our, our group has always been one that responds. And I thought the way we came out, um, we came out strong. And we were playing the right way. We were defending. Um, and then we lost our focus with respect to that. And that, that's squarely where it has to be. You know, we're a team, regardless of whether we're making shots, that, you know, every team, that's true. But for us, you know, that commitment and focus, you know, it, whether it's communication, matchups, various things that um, where we have breakdowns, um, you know, we can't. For some games, maybe if you're making making shots, you can sustain some of that. But, um, again, you can't rely on that. And you know, that's what happened tonight. But I, I thought we came out and competed. To me, it's a question of focus as much as anything on the certain things that we need to do to be successful. And those as much as anything on the defensive end. They're little things, whether it's spacing on offense, all those details, they just add up. Next up, Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Quinn, it seems like a lot of the success in the second quarter came because you guys were running uh, up and down the floor pretty quickly. Is it hard to generate pace, or, or does it have to happen naturally in a game, or what do you need to do? Well, a lot of it comes from getting stopped. You know, it's harder to run when you're taking the ball out of the net. Um, you know, and I, I thought, again, at the beginning of the third quarter, we were, we were getting some good looks. Um, but if we're not scoring, um, we still, if, excuse me, if they're scoring on us, we still have to figure out, you know, that we need to push the ball off the court. But you may not, you know, you're playing against the set defense normally if the, if the team scores, they're back. And then it's a question of execution. So, um, 
you know, a lot of the pace in the first half was in function of our defense, and that's, again, why it's so important. Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Well, there was an issue of the playoffs last night tonight. I mean, when you have a star guard who's, who's scoring and, and kind of gets hot, and there doesn't seem like there's any way that you guys can kind of impact what he does, what do you guys need to do in order to do that more effectively? Because, you know, there have been these scoring spurts that you haven't been able to stop. Well, I think that, you know, the biggest question on some of those, you know, obviously you're talking about, you know, Austin Rivers. And um, I think it has to be a collective collective effort. Um, obviously, there's someone that's got to take the matchup. Um, but, you know, oftentimes, in, in this case tonight, you know, he made a couple really contested tough shots, but he also had a couple um, where we had breakdowns, where we got lost with matchups, and he got wide open looks. And those are the kind of things, if you give those up, um, you know, it makes it even harder to, to slow somebody down. All right, that's it. Thank you, Coach. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's Jazz Head Coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, Coach Lacombe, what stood out to you from his comments? Just, you know, what the thing I think about always, just the, it's just the pain he's going through right now. Um, I agree with him. I thought they came out. Uh, they did not make shots early, but I thought they competed really good. And they found the rhythm and, and really played a really good quarter. That second quarter, they, they shared it really well, um, and they made shots. And like he said, they defended. Um, I kind of wonder why they didn't do more. go back to the zone more. Um, the zone seemed to kind of limit looks there in the second quarter. We didn't play it a ton in the third quarter. Um, but uh, that's going to be a piece. Like, this team has to find ways to get easy baskets because they do rely on that three-point shot. And, you know, I, I don't know that the shots they took tonight were bad ones. It, it was one of those nights we've talked about where – They've taken, they've had shots that didn't look like them. They kind of forced stuff. And I think for the most part in this game, they got open shots and just couldn't make them. Well, I mean, they shot 44%, which isn't terrible. 31.8% from from the three is not particularly good. Well, and I guess collectively, but I'm talking like Bo, like it Yeah, I get you. One for seven. That just, those kill runs because he ends up with it. He's got a wide open three many times. He just couldn't knock them down. Yeah, he's uh, he's struggled so far this year. Obviously, he had that one-off game against San Antonio where he was uh, really, really good. But I got to imagine coming back from that wrist surgery is having some effect. He's playing with uh, with the brace on that hand, and um, but Quinn Snyder did talk about it. And it feels like he's a broken record, though. He did talk about stops again and and having to get stops. And he said he thought the they had that figured out in the first half, but. Uh, the second half was a different story. I mean, get this, Tim. First quarter, the uh, the Knicks scored 20 points. Second quarter, 24 points. Third quarter, 34. Fourth quarter, 34. So that's, I mean, that's a that's a real stark difference. Yeah, and especially when you, you contrast that with the Jazz at 27-29 and then the 19 spot in the third quarter and 25 in the fourth. So kind of an undoing altogether, but I, I agree. I think it did start on the, on the defensive end. Um, you know, lack of focus and hustle and urgency defensively kind of leads to the same thing on the offensive end. And where the Jazz were really dialed in, you know, I still believe that turnovers and kind of that little spell where they got the Knicks out running and scoring, um, you know, you go back and look at it, that's kind of where that run, where it went from 16, 14, down to 8, and kind of that little spot right there, it felt like the turnovers really hurt the Jazz there. Let's look at your points in the paint, something you and Locke were talking about uh, during Crosstalk. It's brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. 
Um, once again, the Jazz give up uh, 60 points in the paint. Uh, I believe it. What was it last night? 64? Uh, it was a big number. Anyway, uh, outscored 60 to 48 in the paint tonight. Yeah. And, you know, that was sometimes, you know, it, it happens tonight. The hard part about it is that's what the Knicks want to do. That's their game plan. That's the way Tibbs plays. Um, so it's frustrating that they got that many. And, and again, the alarming part is everybody kind of got taken at certain times, but just at times like how the Knicks came down, hit the wing, drove it right to the rim and scored. You know, those are, those are really difficult things to bounce back from. I uh, want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all new completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 112-100 is your final. Uh, the Jazz fall to the New York Knicks. We'll get your player sound coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, uh, with you. The Jazz fall tonight to the Knicks, 112 to 100. Let's get a look at your master of the glass. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, local vehicle glass expert, here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light uh, Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Of course, as usual, Rudy Gobert is your Master of the Glass tonight. 12 rebounds, three offensive rebounds. Royce O'Neal with another nice night on the boards. He had nine uh, rebounds total. Overall, the Jazz out-rebounded actually 47-43 to uh, by the New York Knicks. And uh, Julius Randle, man, 16 boards for Julius Randle. Mitchell Robinson added 13 rebounds. As the, Knicks are, the Knicks are a big team. I mean, Randle and Robinson up front. I mean, that's size and force for sure. How about Randle's seven assists again? You know, I mean, he's averaging uh, eight a game. Uh, just like Ron said, they're playing him like a little bit like LeBron I saw him out there at the at the top of the key at the nail, just getting him hit, him an advantage. And the, the the main difference in Julius Randle this year is he's actually giving it up and 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 helping his teammates way more than he has in the past. They get so much as you mentioned off that isolation, and I gotta echo what you said. It's it's strange, you know. And Ron, I thought did a nice job during the broadcast explaining this why why a zone can be so effective against what the Knicks were trying to do, but yet. You know, we didn't see it as much, and we don't see the Jazz play a lot of zone uh, to begin with, but maybe tonight might have been the night. Although, you know, when they did zone, Reggie Bullock did hit a couple of threes, so maybe that's the reason, but uh, I'm surprised we didn't see it more too. Yeah, it it does get teams to stand. It does get teams to uh, not really attack as well because you're basically, you know, you're set. You're not chasing guys. Um, And I agree, the, the Jazz do not play a lot of zone, so I imagine it's not something that they work on a ton. But it just seemed like it was pretty effective in the second quarter. And, um, you know, I thought we'd see a little bit heavier dose of it. What happened to the starters in the third quarter, uh, Tim, as we watched them just come out of the locker room and not really perform? And I know plus-minus numbers don't always uh, tell the whole story, but if you look at for the game, the plus-minus numbers, Bogdanovich minus 16, O'Neal minus 11, Rudy minus 18, Conley minus 12, and Donovan minus 20. 
Yeah, I, I don't think plus minus always tells the story, but in this case, all five starters, um, you know, I guess the best of the of the group was Royce at minus eleven, but for all five of them to be minus, and really it was that that third quarter that they just kind of gave up runs. Um, that's got to be frustrating because uh, that group's played for the most part pretty well together. You know, Conley really kind of struggled tonight. Uh, which I think he and Bogey both one one's two for ten, the other's three for fourteen. Donovan's eight for twenty-three. Um, that's a lot of misses, a lot of possessions that uh, you don't get anything out of. Well, those are the three guys you want shooting too. And I mean, those are the three guys <laughs> you want shooting. That therein lies the problem. Um, it'd be different if you know, but yeah, those are the three guys that you're you're kind of hanging the the. The ribbon around, and they're the guys that are kind of going to be the guys to do it. So, um, just a frustrating deal. Bogey's still, I think he's still ailing a little bit from that wrist. He has to be. It would seem so. Because this isn't so. anything like we watched last well, year. Well, and then if you look at Austin Rivers and Alfred Payton, I mean, Randall was 10 of 26, which isn't necessarily terrific. But if you look at Payton and Rivers, uh, they were a combined uh, 19 of 29. Uh, Payton was 10 of 15, and Rivers was 9 of 14. So, I mean, those guys, you know, that that seems too easy. Yeah, and, and that's that was the thing you and I said several times tonight was, you know, they didn't really have to work a lot for some of that stuff. They just got right where they wanted to go, and they're good at, at scoring those because that's the way they want to play. I'll tell you, I mentioned this during the pregame, but I don't know what it is. And Austin Rivers is a fine player, don't get me wrong, but he loves no, you, playing the Jazz. You said it early, and I was I was trying to rack my brain. Like, I know he's had – but you're right. He's he's as you go back and look at it, he's got he's had games against Utah, and he must just you know it's oh, one of those things that just lights up. Whether it's the Rockets or the Clippers or now the Knicks, right. I mean, he seems to have these huge, huge games against. And the, he did. He flipped Jazz. that game. I mean, it was still in the balance. He flipped it there in that little spurt. He he joins the the list of of players that always play well against the Jazz that randomly don't necessarily play uh, well against. Uh, I'm looking at Austin, who's filling in tonight. Who's the dude for the uh, the Nuggets? They used to just kill him. Uh, Linus Kaleza. Yeah, I remember Kaleza, that. Yeah. Oh, just 30, uh, you know, 40 in my, points against the Jazz. Kind of my f- Jazz fandom back in the day was Fast Eddie Johnson. Oh, yeah, right. Fast Eddie Johnson would just tear us apart. He, he was so good. All right, uh, let's go back to New York. Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. Donovan, was there a, a juncture where you guys lost control of the game, or was it kind of like a – uh, a slow burn. Uh, I think it was a point where we just stopped defending and turned the ball over. Um, we we got up, got complacent. They came out on the run in the third quarter, and we said so we didn't know what to do after that. And um, that's really what changed the entire game. Uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, after you guys mentioned last night, kind of repeatedly that consistency of effort was becoming an kind of a constant issue how concerning is it that kind of the same thing happened tonight when as you mentioned you guys didn't come out strong in the third quarter I mean it, it, to be honest with you it's it's just something we just got to look at ourselves man like I could give you five different answers Eric to be honest but it's just at the end of the day we got to look at ourselves I don't, I've said the same message to y'all about what five times already this year, four times. So I, we just got to go ahead and do it. Uh, whether it's guarding, take care of the ball, whatever it is, we just got to go ahead and do it. Um, 
that's that's all I got for you. All right, Brian Mahoney, AP. Sorry, Brian, I think you're on mute. Oh. Yeah, sorry about that, uh, Donovan. Uh, just for you personally, uh, was this kind of a tough game to get up for in some ways? I imagine being from around here, you probably like coming to the garden, maybe see people you normally don't get to see, and it, you know, obviously you can't do that now. Was it a was it was it tough to get going a little bit for this? Uh, honestly, I was you know excited. You know, you're always excited to come home, and, and no matter if there's a crowd or not, you're playing in the world's most famous arena in the garden. You know, I grew up coming here. Um, it's just one exciting game, and I think. You know, I know a lot of guys on the team, um, and I think for me personally, it was just exciting to come back and be able to play. And it's it's different, you know, seeing an arena like that, you know, empty, um, nobody there. It was definitely different, but I don't think it had any effect on my play per se. But you know, it's definitely weird, um, you know, being able to not being able, like you said, see everybody and you know, kind of being isolated. It's definitely different. I'm fortunate enough to spend time with my sister, and my mom for her birthday and and whatnot, but. Definitely different if I for sure. All right, last question. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, do these feel like issues that can be fixed just kind of in the course of a season, or do they feel more pressing than that? Yeah, I mean, look, we <laughs> we have the tendency as a, as a as a fan base and as a group to kind of go crazy <laughs> um, during a four and four start. During my four years and, and Ben and, and you guys know like. You know, we've had stretches like this. And if we continue to sit here and feel depressed and upset, you know, it's not going to change, you know. And I'm not saying we're expecting this to just click at some point in time. we got to do the work. Um, but, you know, I go back to my rookie year where we started off really, really bad. And, you know, that famous Rudy tweet, like, we'll be fine. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to do this. It's just a matter of when. And we can't continue to let teams just come in and just do whatever they want. And I'm, I'm not – Worried, but it's definitely something where it's like, okay, we gotta, like, we gotta do it, you know, and we gotta do it. You know, we're not gonna have the practice time to go in there and go through it. We have to do it up here. We have to think. We have to be able to find ways to continue to, to, um, to do the little details. And it's, it's, it's funny you say that just because, you know, we have that tendency to kind of, you know, no, we're good, you know, like, you know, never too high, you know, never too low, you know, uh, continue to stay even keel. I'm not gonna go home and, you know, stay up all night, you know, at the end of the day, get your sleep, get your, get your rest, get back and get ready for Milwaukee. Cause if we carry these two losses into Milwaukee, this is going to happen again. They're, they're, you know, they're a talented team. You know, we have to be ready for, for that and make the adjustments, you know, and that's, that's it. And look at ourselves and we're going to go ahead and do that. But I don't think it's a moment where we can say, like freak out. I'm like, Oh my God, it's, it's eight games. You know, it hasn't been the greatest eight games, I will say, but we can fix this and we will fix this. It's just a matter of when we're going to do it and how. All right, that was uh, Donovan Mitchell. And tonight, uh, Donovan, uh, let's see here. Let me get up his box score. 18 points on 8 of 23 shooting, 2 of 10 from 3. He had 4 rebounds and 4 assists. Uh, also had 4 turnovers. But let's talk about his uh, final answer right there, Tim, where he talked about the slow starts. And you know, he said the fan base uh, has gotten a little worked up in the past over like a 4-on-4 four four start. But, you know, he mentioned it there. It's a, it's a thing with these Jazz teams over the past 3 or 4 years where it's been a little bit bumpy at the beginning now. In previous years, things it's a long season and things turn around, and I'm, I'm sure with this team it'll be similar that uh, they'll go on their runs. But that has definitely been a thing with this Jazz team, slow starts for sure. Yeah, and there's, you know, unlike, you know, a situation in New York, you know, there's, there is a lot to, to the way Quinn wants his guys to play and, and scouting reports come in and schemes and vocabulary 
where we felt like, and, and I talked with uh, DJ and PK this morning on their show, um, you know, you look at the schedule and you really did kind of look at the continuity the Jazz brought back and you say, um, you know, the first part of the season, the way the, the schedule is, you know, opportunity perhaps for the Jazz to kind of get out in front, make some hay based on the fact that they've got a lot of familiar faces. And that's the only real drawback right now. Um, I totally agree with Donovan. Uh, a fan base's job is to overreact. I mean, it's just it's just who we are. And it's, it's you know, the, the average fan out there comes home, wants to be able to watch the game, and not, wants nothing more than to cheer for a win. Um, I agree that, you know, you can say the same thing every time, but it is a matter of the team actually making improvements and doing it. Um, I think this team's capable of it. Uh, the, the main issues I think we'd put out there right now, um, you know, Bogey, is not playing great and is still coming along. They still really lack a perimeter defender. And, um, you know, and at times the ball doesn't move and gets kind of sticky. And so I think those three areas are things that we talk about probably too much, um, you know, because we are dissecting this game by game. But I agree with Donovan in that this isn't anything to overreact to, but I also believe the issues that continue to rear their head are things that the Jazz either need, you know, the players need to kind of address and fix. All right, let's go back to New York where Mike Conley is meeting with the media. I think we knew what to expect coming in the third quarter. They were going to come out aggressive. And, um, you know, we let our offense and not making shots kind of dictate uh, our energy level, our sense of urgency, um, which we can't do ever. Uh and, you know, we have all had bad shooting nights. We've had a couple of nights in a row. We haven't shot the ball well. But we cannot let that dictate who we are defensively. Uh, it cannot take us out of who, what we want to do and accomplish in the game. So I felt like we kind of let that get out of hand. They got to running a little bit. Uh, turnovers. Um, we had some timely turnovers that they kind of got them going and and stuff that, that we should be able to control. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Mike Donovan said the other day that we need to figure out who we want to be and how we want to play as far as the inconsistencies that we've seen. Uh, what are your feelings about that? Uh, I agree hundred percent. You know, we need to put our stamp on our identity, like what we want that to be. And, um, you know, we are a defensive minded team. If we want to be that, we have to be consistent on that end uh, with our effort, with our communication and with little things and our details. Uh, coming into to each game uh, specifically. So, um, you know, that's that's definitely what we need to, to become. It's, it's definitely early, uh, you know, early in the season to where we have time, but uh, we have to commit, and that's, that's each and every one of us. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Mike, I wanted to get your thoughts and perspective on what happened in the Capitol today. Uh, you know, what what happened today is, you know, it's it's disgusting in so many different ways. I think for a lot of us, you know, viewing it, and um, it's sad. You know, this is our country. This is you know, we take pride in our country and and, and our people. And to see um, see something like that take place that you know, not never in my lifetime I thought I would see that. Um, you know, that that that, that kind of act and. Um, it makes me, you know, scared for my kids, you know, growing up in their futures. And, uh, you know, I just, 
you know, everything I think about, I want to push out hope. I want, I want everybody to be hopeful that things will be better, but you know, there's still people out there that uh, will behave this way. And, uh, and it's unfortunate, uh, you know, to see that happen today. Uh, we'll go one more, ryanmillerkansl.com. Hey, Mike, just with the nature of the season, not being able to practice a lot, what can you do to make up for that practice time? I think uh, this year is going to be particularly um, more kind of geared towards film and uh, being able to, to take what you can from that and apply it as quickly as you can to a game situation. Because we, not, we haven't been in the gym three or four days um, in each state, their rules might be different with COVID and you know not being able to get in, in gyms for practices or shoot around. So um, for us, it's going to be a unique. It's going to be a unique season, and we have to be able to adjust to that. Uh, we have to be able to, to to sit there and be able to watch film two, you know, one two hours out of a morning, or walk through it in a ballroom, and 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 be able to translate that as fast as we can to game to game action. Uh, it's an adjustment, but it's something that we'll we'll get better at. Mike Conley, uh, nine points tonight for Mike, three of 14 from the field. Oh, six from three. He did have four rebounds and uh, and six assists. Uh, Mike uh, got off to a good start, but now a couple of the games where not quite at the standard he said earlier. Yeah, and, and he's going to have a bad night. Um, you know, but what what's encouraging is how well he's played. Uh, thought tonight wasn't anything different. He just, uh, tonight he just didn't make shots and, you know, uh, just didn't didn't ever really kind of get it going against this Knicks team. Um, it, it's crazy, but the uh, you know we talked about it. The Jazz need uh, real positive play from a couple of those guys, at least two of those guys. And tonight, you know, it was just it was tough sledding in order to uh, played well at times, but just not enough to to kind of get over the hump. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz follows the Knicks tonight, 112 to 100. We'll get you more sound from the locker room. We'll continue to break this one down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz Fall the Knicks in New York, 112 to 100. Let's take a look at your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz from three, 14 to 44, 31.8%. Um, let's see here. Led by... Joe Ingles, who was four of nine. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was three of five. George, uh, George Nier actually was two of two. Um, Royce O'Neal, two of five. Donovan Mitchell, two of ten. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, one of seven. And Mike Conley, 0 oh, for six. So not a terrific night shooting the three ball. You like the attempt number at 44, but uh, the makes of 14 needs to go up a little bit. Yeah, and they got good ones. Um, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about Joe. I thought Joe was really aggressive tonight. Um, you know, was way more on attack. And then, uh, you know, for him to get nine shots from three, the ball was moving around well. Uh, Joe's just another guy. You know, he and Clarkson both are guys that um, in, in situations like this when they come in, you know, and play well, it really does give the Jazz a, a fighter's chance. Um, 
the difficulty in this one is, is you know, the bench t- just kind of collectively did not play well together. Um, but I did like what I saw from Joe Ingles tonight. Yeah, and Joe had not necessarily uh, shot the ball all that well from three coming into this game. Um, even after this game, he's shooting uh, 32.3% from three, so certainly not uh, a number we're used to seeing Joe at. Uh, at very least, high 30s, low 40s. And I would guess that will come around to the mean. It usually does, but uh, maybe tonight's a sign that he's getting his stroke back a little bit. Yeah, the only one that, like right now, because I believe Joe's will come around. Um, you know, Jordan's just a firecracker. He can, He's always going to be you know, capable of making baskets. My biggest concern right now is just Bojan and his health um, because I, I really do, you know, when his feet are set, it's as good as gold. And right now he's just, he has those looks. He's not able to finish them. Uh, the Jazz went to him early again tonight, much like uh, the Clipper game. And he got two shots right around the rim and he missed them both. Um, so I, I think combination of, you know, a little bit of health issues and now confidence wise, it's just not, uh, it's not all clicking for him. No, but uh, you know what? It'll come back for him. No, I, I totally believe he's a guy that'll come back for, and and I think more than anything, it'll be his health. He'll start feeling better and he'll play better. You know, my concern is that Conley and Bogdanovich have never really had it going at the same time with this Jazz club. It seems when one's hot, the other's either not playing because of an injury or or not necessarily playing all that well. And that, in my mind, has to do with shot attempts and how there's only so many shots to go around. But that wasn't that certainly wasn't the case tonight. Neither one uh, played all that well or, or could sink those shots. That's actually a great point. I think um, that is something. You know, Conley and Gobert, they kind of had the rap last year. They didn't play great together. But I've been really impressed with the way they, they've kind of forged some chemistry. And again, there was another pass tonight. Conley drove it, and he put the ball in just the absolute perfect place for Rudy to get it and dunk it. Um, so I think that chemistry is improving, um, and and that's the beauty of this deal. It's early, and like Donovan said, you know, hey, they they do have to fix it. They do have to address, to address it, but it's, it's very early, and, you know, their mindset is they're not going to rise and fall with every victory and loss. All right, let's go back to New York. Jordan Clarkson is addressing the media. All right, we'll start going with uh, Nio Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hey, Jordan. So, um, yeah, before we get into the questions about the game, um, I do want to uh, get you to talk about just uh, the riots that took place down at the Capitol. Um, and you being somebody that was out at the protests and experiencing and, and fighting against Black Lives Matter, um, or fighting for Black Lives Matter, Talk to me about your thoughts on these rioters and these these people that were down at the Capitol um, not getting the same treatment uh, that we saw over the summer. Um, I mean, it's wild. That it looked like a scene out of a movie for real. Um, something that I never thought I would I would see or even experience. Period. Even just watching it. Um, but like you said, uh, I feel like everybody spoke out about it today. Even you know, people that, you know, aren't, aren't on a platform to even, you know, kind of get that message out. Um, they've seen the, the difference. They've seen, you know, what those people have done uh, today. And, you know, it was no um, consequences for them at all, even though, you know, on the other side, um, it would have been a different story, I feel like. Um, it would have ended in, you know, multiple deaths, arrests, um, you know, anything. And uh, it's just kind of a a crazy situation that, um, 
it's just mind blowing. Uh, something needs to change. Uh, I've seen teams, uh, Neil, uh, just trying to get the message out. Um, you know, it's just another wild situation that is just showing the, the difference. And, you know, that's just plain and simple. Um, and that's all I could really say on, on speaking on that. Next, we'll go to Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Jordan, a lot of the players yesterday talked about the inconsistency that you guys have had over the last few games and even within a single game, and we saw that again tonight. Is there anything that you can, I mean, Quinn said that it was a matter of lack of focus that he would point to first. Is there anything that you can do to sort of change that lack of focus? Um, you know, we, we know what we got to do um, in terms defensively, talking, communicating. Um, you know, we just got to change it. You know, I feel like we haven't had a, a full game where we played well together um, and, and played to, you know, what our, our game plan is and our strengths or anything. I, I don't know where it is where um, we get the disconnect in that. Uh, but it's early right now. Um, we we'll continue to chip away and keep laying the, laying the foundation down and uh, figure it out in these, uh, these, these next games. Uh, hopefully uh, put, a, put a bunch of wins together, uh, streak it out. All right, we have time for one last question from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. JC, kind of as a follow-up to that, uh, Donovan was just mentioning how, you know, it, it, in terms of that, it's only it's only eight games, and while it's been a bad eight games, um, it's still only eight games. But on the flip side, he mentioned that it's like the fifth time already this season that he's talked about, you know, not maintaining that effort, not focusing on those little things. Given both of those, how, how do you balance those two things, and how concerned should you be at this point? over the fact that those things keep kind of bubbling up? Um, I mean, it could be frustrating. Like you said, it's the first eight games. Um, we just really got to just lock down, focus in, uh, watch more tape, get in, the, get in there and just focus on the little things. I know it sounds like it's some easy and a short little statement, but um, those things are hard to do sometimes. And, you know, that's what makes teams great teams really great and you know they, they succeed because they do all the all the little things to pull 48 minutes of the game so um we just got to figure that out uh and we like you said it's the first eight games we're coming in and you know we're still working and, and uh, it's going to turn around for us it's it's not even bad for us right now we just you know touching the surface Always even Jordan Clarkson always brings that same kind of mentality when we get to hear from him in the postgame. Jordan, 7 of 12 tonight, uh, 19 points, three rebounds, and two assists, and he played well. Uh, you know, not I, you can't say that for many of the Jazz uh, players tonight, but, but Jordan played pretty well. I just like his enthusiasm. He seems to be pretty constant every game. You know, the one thing, he's going to shoot him, and – you know, thus far, he he really hasn't had nights where he's kind of just gone blank. He's he's always kind of brought something. Um, but I agree that, you know, you can slice this all sorts of different ways, and there's ob- obviously a ton of, of stuff you can nitpick. Um, but go look at everybody in the league and go look at their, you know, look go look at what they were expected to do and what they're, where they are right now. And I'm talking about the Clippers and on and on and on. It, it is really early. 
and this is a, a unique is is the only word you know really unique situation with guys turning around quick and having no pre preseason uh, or not having as much preseason to work on. So um, I think as long as the Jazz can keep it light, understand their issues and they got to address them, but keep it light, keep it flowing, and you know just uh, try to get some some good things happening for them. Hard part is they're now staring, uh, you know, this is a seven-game road trip, which is wild, but they're staring one and three right in the face because Friday against Milwaukee is going to be tough. Right. And the other part that's crazy is tip, we, we're more than 10% into the, you know, with with a 72-game slate and we've played eight. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a good chunk of the season gone right now. Um, but the thing you just have to build on is all the, the things that you've done well and you know you're capable of doing. It's just a matter – this word is is going to be used a lot, but just being consistent and everybody doing their job. By the way, the Bucks tonight beat the Pistons 130 to 115. So uh, You see what our boy Gordon Hayward did. Uh, yes. In fact, let me get up the exact box score in front of me here. Gordon Hayward tonight for the Hornets going up against the Hawks in Atlanta, by the way. Um, the Hornets win 102-94. Gordon Hayward, 44 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. Maybe uh, we were talking a little bit off the air. Maybe Hayward, maybe Hayward's liking having the the pressure off a little bit, and and you know the, the Hornets roster is not all that talented. I mean, if you look at it, Gordon's the one you want shooting the basketball. He shot twenty five shots tonight, fifteen to twenty five. Shot twelve free throws. He was ten to twelve from the line too. Big time game for Gordon. How about that? I'm I'm happy for him. You know, it's a it's a guy who's been through a whole lot, and and at one point his career was kind of in question, but. Uh, I think the game plan tonight was Gordon shoot it every time you touch it, and if you even think about passing, you're going to sit down. So he did. I didn't see the game, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> Thank you for that, Austin. <laughs> Very funny. Actually, a few games going on. If we want to do a quick scoreboard, um, the Suns up on the Raptors, one fourteen to ninety nine, with about six minutes left to go. That'll make them. What is that? Six and six two. Six and two. Wow. And by the way, well, the Raptors one and six. One and six. Yikes. Woof. Yeah, not good. Uh, the Clippers are up on the Warriors right now uh, in uh, San Francisco, 48-42. to uh, The Kings leading the Bulls, 58-52. to That came almost to the half. Some finals, uh, the Pacers beat the Rockets, 114-107. to Magic over the Cavs, 105-94. Bad news, though, for the Magic, Markel Fultz, ACL tear. He's going to be done for the year. Uh, the Sixers, how about this score? They beat the Wizards, 141-136. to Bradley Beal had 60 points. Uh, in the loss. Um, 60. 60. And took the L. Uh, the Celtics beat the Heat 107-105 in a close one there. We mentioned the Bucks and the Pistons, and uh, finally the Thunder beat the Pelicans 111-110. Uh, so there you go. Caught up on some scoreboard. I uh, want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. For more, go to markmillersubaru.com. Your final uh, from New York, the Jazz followed the Knicks, 112 to 100. We'll get Tim's final thoughts on this one coming up right around the corner, and we'll uh, turn the page to the Milwaukee Bucks straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Rivers, guarded by O'Neal. Gets by him with left hand, now retreats back out, five on the clock, working him one-on-one, gets O'Neal in the air, fires the three hits. You gotta be kidding me. He's in a different place, a different time, and a different zone. 
So they call a timeout for that. But Quinn, Quinn must have countered with a timeout. Jazz are down 10. Austin Rivers is five for five with four threes and has scored the last 11 points for the Knicks. And that's good defense there by Royce O'Neal. Wow. There was your play of the game, David Locke, Ron Boone on the call. Play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller's Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Knicks beat the Jazz tonight, 112-100. to And uh, Coach Austin Rivers, man, in that fourth quarter, did he ever cook uh, 9 of 14 for the game, 23 points, 5 of 7 uh, from 3, but just hit some monster shots to put away the Jazz uh, toward the end. And they and it was difficult. They were difficult ones, or or at least late shot clock against the shot clock. Um, and he just kind of clutched up and hit them. Um, but he's he's a, he's a good player. He's um, he might be one of the best guys at you know what we're talking about. The Jazz need to do it, breaking a defense down and getting into it. And I think with his uh, you know his time in the league, he's certainly gotten better as to what shots are or shots that he should take and. And then when he sets other guys up. So he's done a good job of, you know, growing with, with each situation he's been in. You know, he's had a better career than I thought he was going to have. Because if you remember back at the beginning of his career, he wasn't, um, uh, his option wasn't picked up by New Orleans, if I'm remembering that correctly. And uh, it, it, Doc Rivers ended up trading for him, if you remember, when Doc got the job with the Clippers. And then Doc actually re-signed him. And, the, you know, it actually caused a riff in that Clippers team. If you remember Big Baby oh, yeah. Davis, after he left, had some things to say. And supposedly the, the Clippers had a deal on the table to, to trade for Carmelo Anthony. And Doc didn't do it because it would have involved Austin Rivers. And there was kind of this nepotism vibe surrounding him. And he ends up uh, in in Houston with the Rockets and and really actually played very, very well there. And now as a veteran goes to the Knicks, and uh, he looks like a good piece for them. No, he, he to me, seems like a perfect fit. He's a, he's a Tibbs guy. You know, I already think, you know, he's already made comments about how much he respects him, and um, and he, he is a nice piece for them. A veteran guy who's been through the wars and can kind of, uh, you know, help the younger guys uh, along and guys that haven't won. He can actually be a guy who's won and take some of that mentality to the team. Well, he certainly made his shots that he took tonight. He plays with a lot of confidence. You know, he was uh, he was the number one player for two years coming out of college. Um, you know, he was he was one of those guys, all you really heard about was how good this Austin Rivers was. Um, so he's got a lot of talent, and, you know, now kind of talent and experience, you know, it's nice for the Knicks to have him. All right, uh, so just a little review for you, and then we'll get some some final thoughts from Coach Lacombe, just some stats if you're just jumping into your car. Uh, Jordan Clarkson led the way for the Jazz tonight with 19 points, 7 of 12 shooting. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had 18 on 8 of 23 shooting, 2 of 10 from 3. Donovan had 4 assists, 4 rebounds. He also had 4 turnovers. Uh, Joe Ingles coming in off the bench, had a nice night, 16 points, 6 of 13 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3, had 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Um, Rudy... 14 points on 7 of 9 shooting. Certainly his uh, shooting percentage was better than against the Nets. Uh, he also added 12 rebounds, 2 assists, and 5 block shots uh, from Rudy Gobert, who who played a little bit better tonight, but still not the Rudy we were used to seeing in the first 5 or 6 games of the year. Yeah, and I think part of that is, you know, when shots are falling, you know, he was pretty good in the first half. Um, second half, shots aren't falling, rolls not there. 
Um, everything kind of fell apart, turnovers, and he just didn't get involved as much. And uh, as far as the Knicks go, we mentioned Rivers, who had 23 points. Alfred Payton had 22 on 10 of 15 shooting, uh, eight assists as well for Payton. Uh, Julius Randle, 30 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists. And uh, I like Mitchell Robinson, nine uh, nine points, but he also had 13 rebounds, three block shots, and two assists. Uh, Reggie Bullock uh, made a couple of threes. He had 12 points on five of uh, eight shooting. He also added uh, seven rebounds. But, you know, R.J. Barrett didn't play terrific tonight, Tim, four or 14, nine points. But that aside, I I like the Knicks' young core. This this could be a, a, a sleeper team in the Eastern Conference. Most importantly, you know, we didn't get to see Obi Toppin tonight. He's out. Um, so you throw in a couple of, of more guys there. Um, I can't imagine Dennis Smith will get out of the doghouse. I can't imagine him. He's a big Tibbs guy uh, on the defensive side. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out. Um, the other guy that actually has been playing really well for them is quickly, and he didn't play a ton tonight just because they got such a, a good lift, lift from Rivers and Peyton. Um, but he's another really good player. So they flipped it for sure. Like this is not the the miserable Knicks we've kind of been used to. And a huge part of that's the culture uh, that, that Tibbs brought in and the whole new kind of mentality to play hard all the time, even when you're down. And they came back from 18 points um, with that attitude and, and were able to kind of, you know, surprise the Jazz there in the second half. I think a productive culture has been something that's been missing from the Knicks for quite some time. And maybe this is, maybe they're building a little bit something there Like now. it goes back to nine, late 90s, yep. 2000, right? I mean, that was... That was the, the heyday. The first time uh, Isaiah took over as GM. Yes, that's it started heading south about yeah. then. <laughs> well, he was GM twice and head coach twice during that uh, run. Like I was thinking in prep for this game, like when was the last time I can actually think the Knicks were relevant? And it goes back to the Bronco chase. I was sitting in an airport, you know, when OJ was getting chased. That's how far back. And they were playing the Rockets in the NBA Finals. Yep. Um but really, since then, there just has not been. I think they had one other NBA Finals appearance, and it was the lockout shortened season, right? Where they were a, I want to say they were like a, they were a low seed, and they had a run with like Latrell Sprewell and that that group. And I think you're right, Austin. Austin saying in earlier, I think they played the Spurs. Oh, that's right. In '99. So right back, yeah, it's been a while. But I mean, that's 20 years. How crazy ago. is that? Yeah, that's that's nuts. We're talking about it like it was, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. Nope. 20 years. Long time ago. And, uh, yeah, we've we've seen a lot of different Knicks teams and not a whole lot's worked. I mean, think about it. Lenny Wilkins had a short time wow. coaching uh, the New York Knicks. But now with, with Thibodeau, maybe they've got a right. Uh, like I, we talked about in the pregame, I, I like the, the idea of hire, hiring a super agent and Leon Rose to come in and he obviously knows the knows the game, so to speak, when it comes to uh, landing players and knows the world. So we'll see if it works for this Knicks team. But, yeah, it's been a while since they've been relevant. And congrats to Johnny Bryant. Got to, you know, that that's always a big one when you play your former team. I used to get all messed up when we play teams that I, I had to do at high school, college, where I was with somebody and went somewhere else and had to play that team. So that's a little, uh, that's emotional and everything. But uh, Quinn had some great words to say about Johnny. Johnny played up at the U for for us with Coach Giacoletti. So congrats to Johnny. I'm glad he's doing well. All right, Coach, give us a few final thoughts on this one before we put it behind us and look forward to Milwaukee. I'm going to take the advice that Donovan gave. Uh, you know, let's sit back here. Um, certainly, this is not clicking right now. Um, we've seen great moments. We've seen awful moments. Um, where the Jazz are, probably somewhere in between. But they're capable uh, of playing better than they are right now. 
Um, we know the Jazz get off to slow starts, but this is this is a process. Uh, the season is is certainly early, and my thought is let's just continue to watch them, analyze the things that are working well. Um, they got a great staff, and those guys will put them in a great position to succeed. We want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone for calling all the action uh, tonight, uh, doing a terrific job as usual. Thank you to Austin Horton. How about Austin stepping up and filling in tonight, executive producing Jazz Game Night? It was so cool to hang with Austin tonight. It's, all, it's always great to He's hang wearing with the A for Austin on his shirt, or the Angels. Big Angels guy. Although he, he, he thinks they should trade Mike Trout. One of us is worth your time. <laughs> The angels are me. Don't you undersell yourself. Thanks for coming in, Austin. We appreciate you. You bet. In that last Great two job. minutes where it was Fox Sports Radio and not you guys, that's my bad as well. Uh, we'll but you're, you. you're fine. It's all good. I'll bet the ratings spiked. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to Austin. Uh, thanks to our title sponsor of the postgame show, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller, Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Tim, thank you very much, my friend. Appreciate you. Yeah, good to be with you, Jake. Next broadcast, Milwaukee Bucks, Friday night. Tip-off will be at 6 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 5. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Mm-hmm.